What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Never Made Varsity. <laughs> My name is Dave Rivero. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore. Oh. You stealing my bit? Just a little bit. <laughs> did you start the timer? I did. Yeah. All right. We're on a roll today already. <laughs> Hello again. My name's Maverick. You can find me at Twitter at Heartbreak2 underscores kid. Was Heartbreak1 underscore kid taken? I've wondered that for a while now. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was actually. I think think I'm going to change my handle actually. So we'll see. (gasps) Oh my God. I'm looking at Gingerbread Man. No, I like Heartbreak Kid. I do like Heartbreak Kid. We'll see how it goes. Put on the pole, Guillermo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Aaron. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. And I am not, I do not have a gambling issue. I like how you lead with that. (laughs) I don't have a gambling issue. I want to make it clear because. Many of our listeners believe I do. You know, the first not. stage of uh, recovery is acceptance. Except I hope you I know don't that. have the problem. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> denial. It's okay. I understand. Uh, We're going to get through this. My name's Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. All one word. Wow, there it is. All right, did I take up all the dramatic pauses in this podcast? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had to lead this podcast with some energy because I was half asleep coming into <laughs> this because I ate too much food and I'm in a food coma. Yeah, I feel like we woke up that last hour, though. I feel like we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Some good old banter. Ban banter. <laughs> banter. I hate us. All right. <laughs> you want to talk some basketball? Let's do it. The basketball, as I call it. The basketball. So, since we last spoke to each other, we have had I act like we don't talk like any time other than when we I know I always I always forget <laughs> which games we haven't talked about because we always talk about them outside of this podcast. For real. <laughs> We're actually friends in real life, y'all. Um, so we played Clemson and Georgia Tech. Won both games. They're on a four-game winning streak. We are indeed. Um, first, we'll talk about Clemson since we've gotten like back in the swing of things and keep talking about games like one by one again. Um, defeated Clemson 87 to 79. Um it was kind of, it wasn't like a blowout. It wasn't it was, one of those games. It got stressful. It wasn't one of those games where like eight points isn't actually eight points. It's one that was probably a little closer than the score. We Almost definitely. played really well in the second half. We were shooting like, it's like 55 60 or 60% yeah. for most of the half. Something and they, ridiculous. And they still were gaining points on us yeah. because they were shooting like, 60 or 70 they, they started 30. the second half with 15 of 16 in shots yeah they're shooting I mean, like 95 percent like from the floor to start the second half and that was absolutely like that was an offensive like output that, that i don't was think this I've, week that was this yeah, yeah. It was, um, that credit was to our team Tuesday? it's hard yeah, it to withstand a shooting performance like clemson put on in that second half yeah so all the credit to the heels honestly i started talking about that game and i like i brought up the topic and 100% did not remember anything that happened that game. <laughs> oh, I remember now. Of course, Clemson went 59, or 0 and 59 yes. in Chapel Hill. But I think the real highlight of the game was when uh, came, every student got their email that school was out <laughs> the next day because it was rocking in the Dean Dome. One of the, that was honestly comparable to like a Duke game, how loud the Dean Dome got. They called, Clemson called the timeout after Cam made a three to stop the momentum and then they played jump around and announced on the big screen that we had a snow day and it had the exact opposite effect. Cue joke about Carolina students not going to class. Go to class, Carolina students. 
That Speaking was fun. Cheats. Speaking of Cameron Johnson, though, he had that was his real come out game for the season. Twenty one points. Uh, he had six threes. That I think that tied his career high in threes. Yep. Six for nine. Mm-hmm. Nice. Twenty one points. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what we need from Cam. If Cam can give that, nice. if if Cam could give half of that on a nightly basis, that's all we need. I, I feel like yeah. No, I feel like he's coming to his own now. He kind of has his legs under him now. Yeah. His big thing still is working on defensive rebounding. Mm-hmm. I think. Really just defensive yeah. effort on a whole. Yeah. And that's a lot of the team at this point. Um, Theo Pinson had 12 points, six assists, seven rebounds. Over four from three. <laughs> I, I just don't understand what compelled this man to take four threes, to attempt four threes. He wanted B-dubs BOGO. Oh, my God. And, then, and we got it. Thanks to Cam Johnson. And we all got our BOGO B-dubs. We did get our BOGO B-dubs. Yeah, we did. It was fun. Someone um, who I feel like has been super under the radar, at least as under the radar as he can get recently, is Joel Berry. Yeah. Because he's been playing really well, but it seems like he's only been scoring like four or five points a game. The past four games on our win streak, he scored 16 points, 17 points, 15 points, 13 points. Okay, that looks great from a point standpoint, but he's shooting this Clemson game that I'm looking at. He shot four for 12. Yeah. All four of those were three pointers, which is huge. Like that was huge for us. And I'm not going to deny that. However, he kind of seems like he's in a little bit of a slump. No, he's playing hard. Shots are just not falling. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of his, a lot of his points are coming from getting fouled, going to the line, getting points, which is great. He's willing himself to these like 15 plus. Oh yeah. Yeah. But to say he's not having a great shooting, like he's in a little bit of a shooting slump, which is okay. I mean, we've had players that have gone into shooting slumps before. That's definitely fair. He shot, he was three of 17 yesterday against Georgia tech. Exactly. Which is why I think he's being under the radar. Cause even though he's like playing poorly, he's still getting important shot, important points. And he's still getting a lot of good passes and he's doing pretty good on the boards. He had eight rebounds against Georgia tech. It was another high turnover game. Um, 14 turnovers. Every starter had at least two turnovers. Which is, I, I mean, not it's not ideal. I mean, <laughs> it's not. But we did get the win, and I feel like, at least to my eye, we cleaned it up in the second half, which actually happened in the uh, Georgia Tech game as well. We were, we had turnovers abound, and then cleaned it up in the second half in time for us to get our crap together. We out rebounded them. We out rebounded them by only three, though. Which I feel like, if we're going to be like dominant. We're going to have to out-rebound some people. Like, by a, a margin. You think so? Mm-hmm. Well, it did happen against Georgia Tech, which I did not expect because they have yeah. some big guys on that team. Between, uh, well, dude, is, are we okay with the Clemson game? Are we going to move on from that? I, I do want to sh- just shout out real quick Dante Grantham, who was he played really spectacular for Clemson. He's one of their senior leaders this year. He went down with an ACL injury. I just mm. I hate yeah, to he hear did. that from any senior ending his career. Like Yeah, it was, it was in the Notre Dame game. I saw that happen, mm-hmm. yeah. Best That's of things. luck to him. He's going. I, I hope he gets drafted. I think he's a really excellent player. Yeah. Um, on to Georgia Tech. Um, the game where an avocado disrespected we'll our, the most that. outstanding player. But we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, the heels went to 80 to 66. Um, the, it wasn't that close, I don't think. I was never really that worried. There was the point where they got it down to five points. Right, something like that. Maybe closer. Than, 
I think they got within three at one point even, and then we just got – I mean, we kept making our shots and pulling back away. It was one of those games where it seemed like we were playing poorly, but I was never worried Mm -hmm. about letting the game get out of control. There was – I went back and watched a little bit of the game, like, on DVR, and they said that Passner's goal was to not have any – for us not to have any big runs, which we didn't. Yeah. But it was also just one of those things where you just like steadily outscore an opponent, an opponent all throughout the game. And they they couldn't hit anything from three point range until the very end of the game, which at that point it was, it was starting to get out of reach. Like they had yeah. some spurts, but then they would just go back to missing. I mean, it, I think we had pulled away uh, enough to the fact that they couldn't really establish a huge run on us. Yeah. The One big problem sorry, that we did have throughout the game, though, was that there were a couple times where, like, for a five-minute period, the offense just shut down. The that worst happens, of which, that's happened to us a bunch this the season. The worst of which, I think, was we, with, like, 13 and a half minutes left, we had 17 points, and with five minutes left, we had 22 points. So we scored five points in an eight-minute span. And it's happened to us a bunch this year. Mm-hmm. And... Our rebounding has kept us in it, and our defense has been pretty solid, and they've kept us in games when that happens. But I feel like we can't just keep shutting down for such a long period of time and expect to win against really good teams. Again, credit to Georgia Tech. They have one of the best defenses in the ACC. Yeah, we looked very confused at the beginning of that game because they were running like a 1-3-1 or something. Yeah. And in, in like a set defense. That pesky zone. Yeah, and it was just we couldn't figure out how to move the ball against it. And, you know, some of our freshmen having rock hands doesn't really help. But Hey, Brandon Huffman caught both of his passes this game. So I was I proud of him. Can't say the same for Garrison Brooks, uh-huh. who was calling for the ball adamantly in the post and then just he proceeds just to <laughs> rock hands it. I mean, going up against someone like Lammers, who is the reigning ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to stifle our bigs. But let alone, I I was Sterling Manley. That was one of my oh, favorite yeah. performances by Sterling. Oh yeah, what four for four? He, yeah. Nine points. Nine, nine points in nine minutes. Three rebounds. Yeah, three rebounds. Yeah, in twelve minutes. My goodness, I love this Sterling Manley that just takes the ball up every single time and stuffed it down with Lambert's the throat. Intent to throw it down on your forehead every time yeah. he got yes. the ball. I love that. It's great. Mm-hmm. New hair, new Manley. Was that uh, <laughs> Turner that said that yeah. on Twitter? Yeah. Shout out to Turner. A little two strings. Two-strand twist going on in the hair. Underrated performance, Cam Johnson. He, I feel like, hit. We were. It wasn't like he was hit. It's not like he's going to hit the shot at the very end of the game to win it, but like he was hitting all the big shots. Like Georgia Tech would come creeping in, and he'd be like, nah, son, and hit a three or something. He had some Justin Jackson-esque. He had a floater like, in there. Spot-ups where he wouldn't even face and put him in stance. He would just throw it up immediately he had one where he caught it in the post like he was gonna like he was gonna take his back down his man and then he just turns for a turnaround jumper mm-hmm. just smooth as hell mm-hmm. like his jumper is just it's so, so pure. smooth it's so nice um like one of our best perimeter shooters we've had in a long time mm-hmm. he was doing a lot of things on saturday yesterday on saturday that were reminiscent of justin jackson yeah and i thought it was quite ironic because justin was in the building possibly a nice segue in the fact that justin jackson's jersey was officially put into the rafters mm-hmm. did y'all know that vince carter was going to be at this game yeah i read that go heels article 
I did not. Justin, oh, the Kings were in Charlotte to play the Hornets. Hmm. And Justin did not tell Vince that why he was going to Chapel Hill. And Vince said, if had he known, he would have came too. Why, Justin? Why? And the headline of the article was something like Vince Carter angry with Justin Jackson. Because <laughs> he was angry that he didn't get to go and support his teammate. What a brotherhood, am I right? <laughs> well, no. man. Wait, I don't want to talk about that yet. It's a family. Um, um, I kind of want to talk about Kenny Williams real fast. I feel mm-hmm. like last game, uh, the, the Clemson game, he kind of had an underwhelming game defensively. Um, kind of was making mental mistakes that he doesn't usually make. And then I feel like he kind of corrected that for Georgia Tech. Um, kind of sacrificed his offense, his offensive game in uh, to, to have a better defensive game. And I feel like he kind of... No, he definitely came back. He had the big floor burn where the yeah. referee hopped over both players. Yep. He took the, the significant charge uh, near the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was a nice turnaround game for Kenny. I just love Kenny's fire. That mm-hmm. he brings to every game. Yeah. He's one of the more spirited players. And I've I've always wanted that in Tar Heel teams. We've always been made out to be uh an emotionless team that doesn't really have that hypeness to it. The players don't seem to get hype like other teams and that, uh, some people discredit us for that, but I, I think it's all good in moderation. It's really yeah. the play that backs it up. Can we talk about the avocado now? Yep. I was, I was going to have a segue. I was going to say Joel Berry went three for 17, one for eight from three. Seemed like he was really struggling with his three-point shot this game, but still scored 16 points because he was forcing himself to the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and in one sequence, shot four straight free throws because little avocado, uh, our, our boy, uh, decided, to, decided that for a quick moment that he was Allen Iverson. <laughs> um, and Joel Berry was Ty Lue. Again, some people don't realize how big of a sign of disrespect. Like that, stepping over someone. You is. don't step over people in basketball. Like that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. if you were, if you play collegiate basketball, you know, you don't step over people. And there's a difference in stepping over somebody or and getting tangled up and trying to get around somebody yeah. or like trying to dodge somebody he clearly stepped over he wasn't even in the direction of his bench yeah because isn't that the usual rule about it yeah if you're if you're going right to your bench usually it's okay like it's if you can usually tell if it's meant as a disrespectful thing or not but after a hard foul where the dude ends up on the floor no you don't step over people if you had like yammed on joel berry like i guess i'd be like (laughs) all right yeah i can't no you like, probably still wait a guy tech where I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. I'd be you, like, all right. Okay. But like, he, just, he was also throwing up his three point shotgun when he was making threes earlier. Like the possession four, he hit a big three to put us like within five, and he threw up the shotgun. I mean, and that's okay, I guess. But when you're like, that's just stepping over somebody is a whole different ballpark of disrespect. Yeah. And it, especially boy, when you're losing the game. Yes. Yeah. And he didn't know what was coming. No, because for the rest of the game, every welcome time to the he, ACC, big fella. Every time he touched the ball, <laughs> booze rained upon him, and you could tell it was getting to. Him. Oh, it was okay. So here's here's what I saw when I I was watching him the entire. Now I was like, I had eyes on him. He was like, he was like, I remember after he stepped over him and he knew he, he knew he was getting attacked, and he was like, he did the thing where they like clap and they're like, yeah, all right, trying to get themselves fired up or whatever. Nah, son. Uh, so what happened was after the, his little episode, he uh, didn't score a point. And then he fouled out. 
And during that entire sequence, it was it was the end of the game. Like they still had a chance to come back. Like they still could have like put together something to make it competitive. And he just shut down. I feel like, and like you could tell that all the boos were getting to him, and like he didn't, he wasn't taking shots. He wasn't being aggressive. He would pass the ball as soon as he touched it. And he was trying to play it off like it wasn't bothering him, and it was absolutely hilarious. Again, but I, you could tell he was shook. My, my dude was shooketh. I was watching the broadcast, and um, as soon as he touched it, like, he heard all the booze, and then they were like, huh, that's good synchronization from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that after the game, when everyone was shaking hands, Roy said something to him in the when he shook his hand, and it, it's not like Roy to... To say something to, to tell player. someone how to live their life like that, and so I want to know what he said. He probably didn't. If, say I want to know if he like said that. like check yourself, or if he no. said, or if he uh, said like that you didn't deserve all that. If anything, he probably he was, probably was like, like sorry saying, about the booze. Yeah, he's probably saying like I'm sorry we did that. Yeah, that's what I would expect. There's no way that Roy will because but been, if like, Roy was yourself. really mad about something like that, he would say it in the presser. Yeah. He was the one that argued for the tech. Yeah, and but he would never. He was. I don't think he would have been like. There was a one time someone fouled out, and everybody started singing na 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 na, na and he got mad at that. Yeah, like he, he's all mad at us for a lot. <laughs> Kids, the students are gonna be students. Um, it was fun when he fouled out. That, oh, that was, was really fun. And Kay the fact Ma- that Shay Ma- Ma- drew the charge. <laughs> that Shay, no, Ru- no, it was Shay Rush. It was Shay. It was Shay. Because Kay Ma got his points. He, yeah. yeah, he scored his first points. But Shay Rush is the one that drew the charge on the other end, and we oh. were all like, "Bye, <laughs> <laughs> see ya." Have a I nice ride had, down eighty-five. I wish we had a cheer for when people fouled out against us. Kansas has a foul out song, and really? I love it that their band plays. <laughs> That's I, amazing. I, do. I love what Indiana's crowd does when someone fouls out. Is it each, the left right thing? Yeah, each I, I step they go schools. left. It's so right, does left, that right. It's and then when they sit down, they yell "see ya." I like it's not original, but it's not original. I it's think effective. It's, but I think it's annoying. I at the end I said he knows the way to the bench. <laughs> that I, was a fun. That I, was a funny uh, <laughs> uh, free throw chant. <laughs> do you know? The do way? you know the way? Do you know the way? <laughs> do you, he he does not know the way. <laughs> he missed the free throw. <laughs> do you know the way? Yeah, if y'all have any suggestions for free throw chants that you want to hear on air, just go ahead and send those to us, and we'll try to get them in there. The Ring of Fire. <laughs> That's a good way to start it off. That was, yeah. that, that was a good idea. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, heels went to 80 to, 68, 80 to 66. Excuse me. Um, coming up, we have Virginia Tech on Monday. I just want to point out before we move on that if you're a freshman and you're thinking about stepping over the uh, final four most outstanding player and you're wearing a Russell athletic Jersey. I think it's probably not in your best interest to, to do that. Also, he, I believe he is a freshie. So noted. Yeah, no, no. we got, he, the, he's on the list. He's on the list with Jimmy <laughs> McBuck or with McBuckets and Reddick and all the dookies. Oh, we never, we never mentioned Ted Valentine during yeah. this game. Cause he had a fairly, he had a very calm game afternoon. He had a calm game, which I feel like he kind of needed. Cause you know, all eyes yeah. were on him. I saw a couple things. Where oh, there were a couple the, of times the play where, um, Kenny ended up on the ground and Teddy was just like standing there with like his arms folded with his shoulders hunched like he does. <laughs> I love that whenever he talks to anyone, he especially did it, did it to Joel when he apologized before the game, he puts his arm around him and with the other arm pats you in the stomach. <laughs> While he's talking looks, to you. Yeah. I'm sure like he was just like apologizing, but it looks so patronizing. Yeah. So, but whatever. Maybe that's that old man thing. Probably. Is he that old? 
He's been refing for a long time. He looks like he's in like his. He's been refing since the early 1980s. Yeah. Like 85, 84. He's been refing a while. He was in the Big Ten and did not like Bob Knight, and Bob Knight did not like him. He hated Bob Knight. Yeah. All right, now we can move on. Virginia Tech, how do we feel? Yeah, Virginia Tech on Monday, State on Saturday. You better know that Buzz is going to take every single second of his timeouts. Mm. Yeah. I hate that so much. It Um, slows down the game. Yeah, um, this Virginia Tech team is two and four in the ACC, but I feel like if we don't take them seriously, they we could they they could sneak up on us and give us some trouble. They gave Virginia Tech, oh, not Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech gave Florida State a run for their money um, yesterday or two days ago. Yesterday, yesterday. Um, so it's not going to be an easy win by far, but it's a winnable game. It's definitely a winnable game. State on Saturday. Rivalry game, you know what we're doing there with they. I could I anticipate them giving us a little bit of trouble, mm-hmm. just because um they have uh, I think it's Omir Yurt Seven, who's I think Egyptian, I think he's an Egyptian, uh, or an Egyptian player or a player out of <laughs> Egypt, not an Egypt, not like he played in Egypt. He's also very <laughs> he's just very large. Yeah, no, he's seven <laughs> feet tall and he's got touch around the uh, Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. There's somebody else that has maybe it's a uh, Louisville that has. The guy from Egypt. Oh, that's um, uh, my mood. My yeah. mood. Yeah, there uh, it is. A N I S. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> my mood. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he can give us some issues. Um. I think we're gonna have to play a big. I don't think we're gonna have to. I, I don't think we can keep Luke May. On, him. Sterling. I think we're gonna start either Garrison or Sterling in that game. I don't. I still don't think they'll start. I think we'll still keep small to start, unfortunately. See how it goes? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the big thing I've always uh, – that they keep saying for Sterling is th- and f- like that he hasn't passed his conditioning tests that have that began at the beginning of the year, and you're not eligible to start until you've completed them all. Yeah. And you can tell he gets kind of winded. He but does. Because he only played, what was it, 13 12, minutes? 12. 12 minutes, so. Nine in the first half, three in the second half. I'm not sure why he didn't get more than three minutes in the second half. But Maybe they felt that Garrison was d- doing better defensively. Uh, I think it was, I heard I saw something that the shots weren't exactly falling, so it was an attempt to extend the rotation and get more playing time for other people because uh, none of the players had more than 32 minutes of playing time, and eight or nine reserve players had 10 plus minutes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because we knew this is this, this will be our second game in three days mm-hmm. at, for uh, Virginia Tech. So, I feel okay about it. If um, it's going to be tough, uh, it's a game we should win. I hate playing state. Um, <laughs> I think these Virginia Tech and State two winnable games. I mean, we could we could do some damage in the ACC still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got off to a rough start, but right now we're fifth behind Clemson. I'm not quite sure because we're both tied at five and two. There's no way. If we have the tiebreaker. But I've seen it on, like, well, multiple Yeah, things. because if there's more than two teams and they haven't played all of them, it's probably, like, point differential or something. Well, us, Duke, and Clemson are all five, five and but two. expect uh, Clemson's going to drop without Grantham now, so they'll be yeah. falling yeah. out. So, we'll see. We're still in January. There's a bunch of ACC play to go, and we'll we'll see. I feel good about it. I feel a lot better about stuff. And we were talking about this earlier. A lot of those early season wins are starting to look a lot better now mm-hmm. as the season goes on. Michigan um, has had some good wins. Ohio State 
has gone on a tear. Ohio recently. State looks like a really good team. Right they're now. they're what seven and zero in the Big Ten, they which, look like which a is good team, huh? What? <laughs> they look like a good team. They look like a good team, yeah. But like that for us, that makes it look. It looks better yeah, for us on our resume. Sure. They can't sit at the table, can they, Colby? No, they have a championship. They can sit with us. <laughs> um, Texas Tech, two losses in a row. <laughs> on Ken Palm right now, Ohio State is number twelve. At least they were before all the losses yesterday. What happened to Arizona State? Who? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to them? Everyone was talking about them for like a week, and then they disappeared into nothingness, into the void. I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> um. So let me pull up the top 25 ranking. So Villanova probably is going to stay number one. Did they lose this week? No. No. They did not. Gonzaga lost this week. They lost to St. Mary's. St. Mary's. We have yes. a home at home with Gonzaga starting next year. That'll be interesting. That is going to be wait. really exciting. Was it? Was it? Gonzaga lost to St. Mary's. Oh, Wichita State lost to. They've dropped two in a row. Wichita State lost to Texas Tech. No, no, Texas no. Tech lost. And then Oklahoma also lost to Oklahoma they State. They lost to Oklahoma yeah. State in did- Stillwater, Oklahoma, brothers. Ooh. But who who lost or who beat Wichita? Some sorry team I can't remember. Houston Grambling. Houston <laughs> SMU then Houston. Okay, got it. Yeah. So there's a chance that we sneak into the top ten this week. Maybe. I like our uh, having a 5 to 10 ranking. We we play better in that anyways. I hate when we're top five because we always find a way to mess it up. Mm-hmm. I like flying under the radar. I feel like we're 15th in the country, but right now we're a two-seat just because I of I think we're a two-seat as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think we're a two-seat. Like, I think we're still third in strength. Strength is second last time I checked. On, it depends look, on whose metric it is, but we're in the top three. Yeah. Top For, three, no like, matter who you ask. Yeah, yeah, across the board. So, yes. Consensus top three. Oh, wow. We jumped up to number two in Kim Palm in strength of schedule. Wow. One's probably Duke, isn't it? Uh, Duke is 26. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe I'm looking at RPI. I think Duke has number one RPI or something. Yeah. Tennessee has the number one strength of schedule, according to Kim Palm. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Which makes that win look even better because they're winning games. Yeah, they are. Okie dokie then. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I wanted to talk about Trey Young for a bit. Um, Uh, That he needs a barber? (laughs) Other than that. Somebody tweeted this. I'm not going to take credit for coming up with this, but someone says that he has stressed out accountant hair, which is extremely accurate. He looks like Jamie Foxx from Amazing Spider-Man (laughs) 2 is what he looks like. (laughs) I think he might shoot too much. I think he just does too much generally. See, I've seen that, but then after watching his team play... And I like, was going to say, does he have any other weapons? Not really. I feel like it's like Russell Westbrook last season where he has to do everything. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, but he turns the ball over He does. Lot. He does. I mean, when you're doing as much as he does, but you're going to turn the ball over. Five it's turnovers a game? You have to... Value, yeah. I, but some of the passes that he's making, he's, throw, he's trying to throw people open who can't get open. That's fair. And that's what I mean by trying to do a little too much. I feel like somehow you have to rein him in. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to argue when they've been winning games so far. And obviously they dropped two at two. They've, they've won, Either one or two, two in a row or two of your last three. Yeah, something like that. Um, 
I don't know. It's just, it's tough because I think it was something, there was something that was like, he was shooting 48% and the rest of his team was shooting 30%. And it was like, well, at that point, like I would also be like, all right, give me the ball. (laughs) Yeah. Let me do everything. But I think he's a consensus top five pick in my opinion. I think he's going to be a top five pick. Yeah. As a team, they had 14 turnovers against Oklahoma state. He had seven, but he was the only player on their team in double figures. That's ridiculous. They need PER in college. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we done with college basketball? Oh, Zion. <clears throat> Unsubscribe. I, all I'm going to say is that I, I guarantee you that Nas will remember that when we play uh, Duke next year. I think, Na- I think, I think Nas is going to end up being a better player than, than Zion, at least in college. I'm not going to lie. When I, I watched it, uh, me and my roommate Austin were eating dinner and we were watching. And when he made that, because I was like, it's either Clemson, Kentucky. He could shock the world and pick us. And I'm like, no way he's picking Duke. Yeah. And of There's all the teams, it. he picks Duke. I was absolutely deflated. It's um, the worst case scenario. A guy I follow on Twitter named Walt at WaltD336 said, um, thinks of all the negative things I can say about a 17 year old because he made a life decision that didn't benefit me personally. <laughs> <laughs> like, which I very much vibe with right now. I can understand that. I yeah. think the, I don't even, it, it's the kid's decision, whatever he goes. If to he do, feels like that's what's best for I him, that's fine. There's but. one specific thing that has flown in all of our faces in the fact that he called Duke a brotherhood. And that that's the, what is going around nowadays. All the players on Duke are calling themselves the, the Brotherhood, and I just—it's just really—it's quite funny. No one started calling a team in sports a brotherhood or a family until Dean Smith did it at North Carolina. So it's awful funny that that they're trying to, you know, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery because Dean Smith was the one who started. That whole thing. Everyone knows this is a Carolina family. And, at one and time, the article we talked, the Justin Jackson thing we just talked about a little bit earlier is an example of that. Vince Carter, who played at Carolina 20 years before Justin Jackson, was legitimately upset that he didn't get to come and celebrate Justin Jackson in the Dean Dome. And yeah. especially in, in this yeah. one and done era, I have to shout out Char Hill Sports because he's like, instead of the Brotherhood, I'm going to call it the womb because in nine months they're going to be out of there. <laughs> I just thought that was a gem. Shout out to Tar Heel Sports on Twitter. I just want to know what Coach K said to Zion to convince him to come play with two other top three recruits that play the same position as him. Like what? What is what? What is for you there? Like what? What do you? Like you could have gone. I understand. Like I'm not even making a case for him to come here to UNC. You could have gone to Clemson where, or South Carolina where you could have been the man and shown off your skills. You could have gone to Kentucky where you could have joined the countless amounts of one and dones that gone to Kentucky. You could have gone here where you could have been a legend <laughs> and you could have, you know, been developed by a, a genuinely great coach. Not saying that Coach K isn't a great coach, but saying like a coach that's been known to develop great players. Like to say that, Co- that today that Coach Williams doesn't develop players is just blatantly false. Sorry. And you choose to go to Duke. We'll remember that. I just don't understand. Like I like I don't know what the pitch could have been to be like, yeah, come to Duke. This is the perfect spot for you. I'm not going to go so far as saying money or 
bribed. I'm not going to say that, but I could imply it. That is reckless. <laughs> that is reckless speculation. I, I also want people to stop getting on Roy for not getting this. We have two McDonald's All-Americans coming next year. And he, I don't know why nobody, nobody's talking about Leaky. No one's yeah. talking about Rayshon Black yeah. and how he's a small, he's a six foot seven point guard. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> no one is talking a, about a, that. A top 50 player. In regards to um, prestigious school of players after they leave, nine. 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 Naismith Hall of Hall Famers. Famers. Which is a, a little bit more than the school down the road. But I digress. <laughs> um, we should move on to the NFL. Uh, conference championships are going on as we speak. Um, there was one earlier today. Um, the New England Patriots defeated the GOAT Blake Bortles and his Jacksonville Jaguars. It's because they didn't let Blake Bortles run. <laughs> they, they, didn't, they didn't unchain the beast. They did not unleash The it. Patriots are back in the Super Bowl. And other news, water is wet. <laughs> I liked what Mav said earlier today that the Patriots won and Duke got a top recruit, so Yankees fans must be really happy right now. <laughs> oh, man. But, I mean... I knew if the Pats ever took the lead in that game by, like, more than three. It, it was, was over. It was over. When you saw that they had the ball down three, you were like, yeah, it's it's not going to happen. <laughs> because Blake Bortles is so bad. You oh, were, my you were goodness. Tr- we were trusting him to make a, a comeback. We were trusting Blake Bortles to go down the field and score a touchdown. Yeah, They were okay. running run-pass options the entire beginning of the game. It, it was not like they were playing stellar, but also the Patriots were just letting them. And it's it was surprising how amazing how bad of a quarterback Blake Bortles yeah. is. Like I said, that those kind of plays do not require much out of the they quarterback. They game plan for how bad Blake Bortles is. Like their their game plan revolves on hiding their quarterback. Again, Mina Kimes um, said this week. You I mean think Bay? on <laughs> I think he said this on the Nickel Package podcast or either Dan Levitar's radio show that the in order for Jacksonville had. To have a chance, their offense had to be so stupid that Bill Belichick outsmarted himself. (laughs) 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 Bill Belichick expected more out of you. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else other. I mean, it was pretty clear cut Patriot win. Did Gronk return? He had a nasty hit. So, is there a possibility he won't play? There's a possibility that he will not play, which would be huge. I'd say that that would. I would be surprised if he doesn't play. It's, what, two weeks, three weeks until the Super yeah. Bowl? Concussions can linger for a while. Yes, I know. <laughs> As our good but friend Colby would know. I would agree, but it's the Super Bowl, and he's going to have probably a week where he won't need to do anything. Again, all that being said, he Blake Worlds threw um, 23 of 36 for almost 300 yards, which isn't bad. No it was the first game without interceptions that the um, Jaguars lost this year. I mean, that, <laughs> off- that offense became stagnant, and that defense was out on that field for way too long. Yeah, the, you would have had to run for like 125 yeah. to beat the Patriots in. Couldn't get that done. So, no. Blake Burles ran for negative two yards. Just going to mention real fast on the fact that the Patriots had a touchdown that they shouldn't have gotten. On that one, uh, there was that sequence where uh, – it was a pass interference, even though the ball was like 10 miles out of bounds. Oh. And then that one hit on Gronk that I'd, uh, either you exp- either you hit him in the legs and his knees explode or you hit him up top. So we're, <laughs> what do you want, NFL? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, player safety is about more than concussions. Yeah. 
Anyway, anyway. now the uh, Eagles Vikings. Um, as we record is eight twenty eight p.m. Did the Vi- did the Eagles just score? Yeah, the Eagles just scored a touchdown. <laughs> what was that twenty eight seven now? Um, thirty to seven. Oh, oh my Eagles. god! Eagles uh, with ten minutes Skull. to go in the third quarter. Um, that's they I did actually challenge the. I was saying before I didn't really think many that I I thought the AFC Championship was really going to decide it, but if the Eagles as high flying offense as they have, pardon that pun, uh, ha ha ha, they could they could challenge if they can throw the ball like that against them. Oh, that's for sure a touchdown. Let me see. Catch one two. Did it survive the ground? It did survive the ground. It's a touchdown. I hate. So this will be um, pending extra points thirty one to seven. So Eagles. Patriots, literally Again, two of the they, most hated fan bases. Two thousand three, four, four. I watched that year game. after. That was the Panthers. That win. was the uh, Justin. Tim- that was the, the no. That was, Pan- that was Panthers. Was Patriots. Panthers. Super Bowl. Patriots. Yeah. I w- This is on a completely different note. I wish we could have got the Patriots instead of the Broncos. We would have beat the Patriots. Oh, we would have destroyed. We would have destroyed the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Like that's not a lie. <laughs> like that's we would have destroyed the Patriots. No, their offensive line was Swiss cheese. That's that how year, yeah. the Broncos beat them. Our offensive line was. I mean, our defensive line was really good that year. Oh, so we were destroyed them. Yeah. Um. Never got the chance. Whatever. Never got the chance. I can't guarantee that I'll be watching this Super Bowl. I, I don't know if it's worth it for me anymore. <laughs> we'll see. I'm we'll tired of it. I'll watch a Super Bowl when the Pats aren't in it. We'll need to talk about when we're going to record next week because the Super Bowl is going to be until, oh, like, you're right, until yeah. like 10. So. Next week well, is next the, week Pro will be the Pro Bowl. Next week's the Pro but Bowl. Two weeks. Two weeks. So we have something to talk about. We have some time to plan. We yeah. could do a live y'all Super watch Bowl the Pro podcast. Bowl? <laughs> we, we could do a live We could Super just Bowl do like a live reaction. Wait, do y'all actually watch the Pro Bowl? No, God. No. Okay, no. I was just making sure. No, I'm watching the Grammys ne- next week. Yeah, next week's the <laughs> next week's the Royal Rumble. For sure. I gotta watch the wrestling. I can see where y'all's priorities lie. I was just no, planning on watching The Office. Grammys Twitter is the best Twitter there is. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> Everyone pretends to care. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess we'll give Super Bowl analysis if you want to call it that um next week uh when we know the um, i was showing you this for your for your tv corner oh no we aren't done yet i was just i was just setting it up um i lost my train of thought good but for now (laughs) the um titans hired a looks the part head coach we did (laughs) we did we we took a whole five to six days to fill our head coaching vacancy. Real leader of men. With our third Mike in a row. It started with Mike Munchak, then we had Mike Malarkey, and now we have hired Mike Brabel, a defensive coordinator from the Houston Texans. I'm going to go fill up my water bottle. Please do not okay. fall apart while I'm gone. Oh, my God. He's two steps away from the mic. Oh, I don't know what to do. Uh, Everything's on fire. Vrabel's kind of a controversial hire because he's really young. He's like, what, 35? He's very young. He, I mean, he, he, and he wasn't amazing as the Texans defensive coordinator this season. That's without J.J. Watt. Yes. But still, without he's, been, he's been on staff. He was linebackers coach. Uh, the three years prior, this was yeah. his first year as DC. I mean, and the Texans still one of the best defenses 
especially in the AFC and even in the NFL. So yes. I think he has a lot of potential there. I what made it controversial really with me was the fact that he is somewhat more of a defensively minded coach. He's a I forgot that there was a flood down here. There was a flood. Is the water turned off? Huh? Is the water turned off or can you just not access it? <laughs> <laughs> going all the mics. Going the mics. working on it right now. Touching uh, all the bases. Are there still bats in here? Yes, I got. God, there are bats in this. I building. got a text in my floors group me at like one a.m. on Friday night that there are bats in here in this dorm. They're hey, mostly no need to be alarmed, but there's a, like a colony of bats <laughs> flying around. So be careful. Don't try and get bitten because you might get rabies. Thanks. They're mostly just spooky because they fly fast. I almost texted people and asked if I could sleep over, but I was too lazy to go somewhere. Back to Vrabel. Mike, back to Vrabel. What, made, what I, I think was the reaction of a lot of people was that, that we were a lot of people were looking to get an offensively-minded coach because that is our biggest weakness. We really had a pretty solid defense this year. Uh, with Dick LeBeau as defensive coordinator. So we were looking more for someone that can run offense and can play better, make better play calls. Uh, and so, I mean, Vrabel is a linebacker. He played for the Patriots uh, for most of his career and then ended it, I believe, with the Chiefs. Uh, he retired pretty young, didn't he? That is the loudest couch I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> very young, though. I mean, but still a very successful career. Um, yes, definitely. And then he was the linebackers coach at Ohio State, mm-hmm. and he did a heck of a job. So he was the coach in Shazier. He, he has a lot of problems. So what John Robinson was saying that not necessarily looking for a minded coach, more or less a coach that can change a culture that is more yes, personality. That is definitely Mike. And so he is in that case. I he think he is hair on fire. It, coach. it is a home run, I believe for the Titans. If it's, if you're trying to change the culture, because I think that's what it really comes down to. If we want to start being a successful team, we have to start making everybody believe that we are a true contender. Yeah. The play calling will come by the other coaches and the overall scheming. Cause if everybody buys in, then it really doesn't matter who's calling plays. If people buy into it, you're going to be successful. But at the same time, I th- to balance that out with both personality and still play calling, uh, a lot of people are eyeing our offensive coordinator choice, and there have been several names. Uh, DeFilippo, of, if I'm pronouncing right, from the Eagles. Matt LaFleur uh, from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and then the newest one who Adam Schefter reported today was Ryan Day, who is the offensive coordinator for Ohio State. So there is that Ohio State connection possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, both there is working one for Ben McAdoo available. Mm-hmm. They both worked under <laughs> Urban Meyer, uh, but also uh, Day uh, was under Chip Kelly's tutelage. So with the Chip Kelly-Marcus Mariota connection, that might be a good way of establishing an offense around Mariota because if there's something that John Robinson has emphasized is that he believes in Marcus Mariota and we want to build the team around him, whether it is or not, that's what we're doing going forward. And so if we bring an offensive coordinator can create an offensive scheme that benefits that, we're going to be successful and we'll finally be able to see Mariota reach his potential because I really think he's a quality quarterback. Yeah. So like I said, it, it's a – I think it has the potential to be a home run hire. Possibly. And like I said, it's, it's only going to be 
something we can see as time goes by. Yeah, it's a big risk. But in terms of personality and getting a coach that can, a leader of men as it was described, and someone who can fire people up, that's what Vrabel is. Austin, of course, had to boast to me that, of course, uh, if we're successful, of course, we're going to have to owe it back to the Patriots. Yeah, Vrabel anchored that defense in the 2003 Super Bowl. And John Robinson was GM of the Patriots from 2000 to 2013. Yep. So it's always the Patriots. Mm. I can't wait till Belichick retires in 30 years. In 30 (laughs) years. I don't know. After all this mass exodus of assistant coaches out of you know out of new england i feel like the 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 bill belichick tom brady era is ending but that's been like the third year that i thought it's been ending so i don't know it's gonna go on forever how's the browns coaching search did ben mcadoo accept yet i don't even know if we formally offered him (laughs) the job I have not heard any buzz out of there since David exploded my Twitter when we interviewed Ben McAdoo. Because I thought it was hilarious. Because, of course, the Browns would actually interview this man. So, I don't know. I'm just hoping and praying that we don't find a way to screw up the draft. Do you all believe that Wilkes will be out? I think he's on his way out. I do, too. There's no way he doesn't find a head coaching job. Will Nerf Turner send another one of his relatives into that spot? (laughs) He'll find something. He's probably got a long lost Second nephew that cousin, was in third, t- three times removed. Yeah. That one time played the football and maybe made an interception in the backyard. Defensive coordinator. He's just <laughs> running Madden or <laughs> Madden plays. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna play man to man defense. Any other NFL storylines to pick up on? Um, just that Matt Patricia is a fraud. <laughs> stand by that. The day yeah, I you die. seem to stand by that heavily. He has a pencil and a laminated play sheet. That man is a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of something. So, congrats. The thank you. <laughs> I know it doesn't happen very often. The big, like, popular saying is that zone is for cowards in basketball. Zone is for cowards. It is for cowards. Is it not for cowards in football? No, it's a scheme. No, that's well, actually, it's actually a scheme. It can be a scheme in basketball. Look at Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I forgot the, it wasn't on my head. The difference between football and basketball is basketball, like, yeah, you have different positions, but everyone pretty much does the same thing. Everybody defends, everybody passes, scores, does all, all those things. In football, everything is so specialized. And the field is so, it's a much bigger space you need to cover. Yeah, it's so, so much harder just to man up all the time. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I just think it, it makes sense in, in football, but when you've got, you know, when you're playing on a basketball court and you've got people playing the zone, that's just basically saying, we can't guard you. <laughs> we, need to, we need to switch something up, which is what Duke is doing. I don't know. I think zone's a good strategic move in basketball. I'm a very big proponent of using zone. Zone is for cowards. It's for cowards. Especially if you, Thanks, have, Bomani. If you have a couple, like, one or two good half-court zones, have a good trap or a press then you can switch between those and man frequently, and it's hard to game plan for a team like that offensively. When I played basketball and we wanted to jump on a team early, we ran a full court trap so we could jump on them without having to man up because <laughs> it was easier. And it rained zone a lot of the time because 
you save energy. Like, it's not saying that it's quote unquote easy to run a zone because it's not like you. Have you have to, to be mentally more active than when you're playing a man, but you don't yeah, but always have a man on you so you can catch your breath. Yeah. And it slows the game down. We all almost always played a 2 3 zone or a 2 1 2 when I played basketball in high school, Jew ball, as we called it. And I, it might have partially been for matchups, and it might have partially been to slow the game, the game down, but it's also because in a league like that where you don't have scattering reports, you don't necessarily know who you're guarding, and so you can't man up with people immediately because then you could put your best defender on there. We were in a 1-3-1 one, one, one time. I have one time. very mixed feelings hey, about 1-3-1. Hey, we got one, the because if you have a stud center, then it works. But you have to have a really, really good interior defender. You also have to have somebody that can run the baseline. Yeah. I think we could do I honestly think we could run a solid 1-3-1 one, one and put Theo on the baseline. Yeah. Or I think we could run a 2-1-2 two, two with him in the middle. While we're, no, you need to put a big in the middle. Well, I mean, like, like I think you could middle. put a small forward in the middle and have it be like a hybrid 2-3-2-1-2. Two, three, two, two, or 2-3-3-2. Two, Excuse me. 3.1415926535. All right, all right, all right. You need to have a center at the one. While <laughs> while we're talking about basketball, did we say anything about our uh, women's basketball team? Oh, shout out to the women for beating Duke for the first time since our first year. 2014. In a dramatic fashion. Down six with, what, 25 seconds left? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Came yeah. back, hit a three to go to overtime. Key. She's got ice. She got the keys. Ice <laughs> in her veins. In her oh, veins. Yeah. She's like the DeMar DeRozan of our women's basketball team. She could just literally hit any jump shot she wants. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It was a fun game to watch. I was there, and the atmosphere in Carmichael was electric. Yeah, it was a yeah, celebration of um, Sylvia Hatchell's thousandth win. It was also Ramsey's birthday party. <laughs> They had mascot basketball at halftime. They had the lug nut and the Jaguar thing from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. They had the Carolina Mudcat. They had the Greensboro Swarm. I think they might have had the Greensboro Grasshopper. They had Ramsey's and they had RJ. It was a fun time. Happy birthday, Ramsey's. Um, I don't know. I feel like we should have at least one game. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like we should have at least one game in Carmichael for men's basketball. I just wanted that to sit for a while. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just one game, like one men's basketball game in Carmichael. That would be so would be fun. so fun. Just one. Just give me one. I think State plays in Reynolds once a year. Why can't we do this? Why? I don't understand. It would be That's a lot it, of fun, yeah. but also like... I feel like it's not really viable when you have only three walls in the arena. Like the well, other teams do it. Other teams have small. The fourth side is high school bleachers. That's student section. I I hate that. (laughs) Make the whole lower bowl student section. Yes, that would be awesome. But like, make it a full bowl. Right now, it's a horseshoe. (laughs) Is it? I hate going off topic so much, but like the fact that our, it just was really apparent during the Georgia tech game, having two student sections like split up is really annoying and it's really hard to coordinate things. Um, Cameron holds a 9,300. Carmichael holds 8,100. Got it. 
They cut down Carmichael's capacity the past couple of years, right? Not according to Wikipedia. I'm just looking at Wikipedia. Because I right feel now. like in its heyday, it hit, fit like ten or eleven thousand. I think they put ten or eleven thousand in there, probably. <laughs> but um, we're rambling. Anything else about sports <laughs> before we move on? You know why I'm here. Do you know the way? Okay, let's do. Uh, I have a TV corner this week, not a movie corner, TV corner. Um, I don't think wow. I need a timer. I'm not going to talk about it for too long. Can y'all stall for like 15 seconds? So, how is y'all's days? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, I'm you ready. Said stall. You, didn't, you didn't say, you didn't have any complaints on the manner in which I stalled. I was just asking 15. how their days were. So I today I'm talking about the end of the effing world, um, British dark comedy from. It was written by Charlie Coville. I'm not sure what else he's done. Um, directed by two people, Jonathan Whistle and Lucy Cherniak. Um, the Jesus. male lead was Alex Lothar, who is also the dude from Shut, Shut Up, Up and, and Dance. Shut Up and Dance, yeah. Um, from Black Mirror. From Black oh. Mirror, yeah. I thought you meant from the song, and I was really, really confused. Oh, Black um, Mirror episode, Shut Up and Dance. Um, he was great. He plays a dude who believes he is a psychopath, and he r- meets this girl who runs away from her family, and because he thinks he's a psychopath, he is pretty much scheming to kill her the entire trip. And it's really funny. <laughs> and it's the show's received critical acclaim. I loved every second of it. I also like that type of humor. Have any of y'all seen Harold and Maude? No. Nope. Uh, it's a movie from like the mid 70s about like this 20 year old that falls in love with like a really old woman that has like similar, like really dark humor about death and killing people. <laughs> well, wow. which I think just might be my style, but I really, I really Jesus. loved it. I really loved it. Um, it's only eight episodes. Each episode is no longer than like twenty-two minutes. The first episode is like eighteen minutes, so it's really easy to just like watch like a movie. Um, Carla and I watched it all in like two and a half hours, so it was pretty solid. I very highly recommend it. I feel like this is less me like we're. Like reviewing movies and just like giving my recommendations until I see a watch bad it. one. <laughs> so yeah, go watch um, the end of the Epping World. It's on Netflix and it's great. Do it. Go see it. Do it. I will say you can. There are two directors. One director directs the first half or like the first six, and one director directs the last three. You can definitely like see a stylistic change in the show, um, mm-hmm. but it works because there is a bit of a tonal shift about that point. In the story. So, go check it out. It's good. Do it. I think you'll like it. Liddy. Rebels. Oh, my God. Will you stop? <laughs> so, I already to help some more people on Yahoo Answers. Let's do it. I'm Thank ready God to Let's lives. do it. I'm ready to give su- such good advice. How I'm long do you think you could talk advice. in that voice without stopping? I am not sure. Please don't don't do this. Please don't <laughs> do, do this it for as long as humanly possible. I want to break you. <laughs> All right. So this one person. His question starts. I am confused as f. I really like this girl, and she has told me the same. Two 
wrong too. But I feel confused. I don't know why. My grammar is bad, LOL. Yes, it is, actually. Yeah. Um, so this person says, she always says, I really like you, but I also like other guys. Okay, okay, no problem. That it that might be some time I can try to fix. Problem one, don't mm-mm. learn to type. One, learn to type. Also, don't try to fix people. Yeah. Bad idea. Anyway, back to the person. I uh, text back within one to three min- minutes to her message, and she messages back 20 to 30 minutes later. They're in high school, so she doesn't have a job yet. I'm not quite sure what that has to do with anything. It's the amount of time she's <laughs> taking to text back. You're not busy. Why aren't you texting me? Um, so he talks about that for a really long time. He also says that sometimes when he texts... When she texts him, he waits 20 to 30 minutes to text back On because purpose. he knows how it feels. <laughs> Don't ever... If any of y'all are... Are people going like in relationships or like looking to buy a relationship? Don't do that. That's the that makes me so mad when people do that. Have y'all experienced? I've done. I, I used to. You used to do, I, I, that, I used to do that. But sometimes. the thing is, you used to do. That. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I I was a double texture. I w- and I did it. Oh, I'll triple text in a heartbeat. I was gonna say. Well, are you saying double text like text and then text again five minutes later or like? Paragraphs, but instead of paragraphs, no, like of te- stream of no. text, because I do that all the time. The, the former. It's usually not. Well, I do that too, but usually it's not because they didn't answer. It's because I usually have something to add on to the previous yeah. text. No, it's not my kind of like the hey, without saying it, like hey, did you see that? <laughs> like it's not like I think two texts is the limit. Like if you send a text and they don't respond, and then you send another text and they don't respond, like that's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> they just don't want to talk to you, dude. Um, he also says that this girl says that she like says that she likes him, but also likes a bunch of other people, which is fine. That's fine, but it sounds like that's not something that you want to deal with. So, like, why are you still pursuing this relationship if the person yeah, that you're pursuing like is not really lining up with what you want? That's one of them. They are red flags if you're wanting something serious. Yeah. And exclusive. This sounds like a situation where this person really wants to be in a relationship, but doesn't. But doesn't but this person isn't exactly I don't think this person is the person they should be in a relationship with, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to read this and this this person Oh, it's terrible. Is just so bad at typing and, and <laughs> it could be his grammar. It's horrible. She might not text just because he doesn't know what he's saying. This is true. I'm trying this to, is very true. <laughs> this is slightly illiterate. Like I don't know what to say to this. <laughs> I just really hate the analysis of how frequently he texts versus how frequently she texts because maybe I'm just not a good texter, but like sometimes I just forget and I won't text someone back for an hour because it just slips my mind. It's not because I'm avoiding them. It's because I'm doing something and it's not. I just don't think about it. I'm also a horrible texter, so. Yeah, you are. I am. I really, really am. Or like sometimes I just don't check my phone for a couple hours. Sue me. <laughs> this person has to be like 13 Bet. or something like this. This, it, this person has to be like 13 or something. Honestly, like I, I don't, 
there's no way that anyone past the age of 15 can be this bad at typing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm really just trying. I'm really trying to figure this out. But I also think that I feel like most people beyond a certain age, like, at least I don't freak out when someone doesn't text me back immediately. I don't want to make like, I feel like some people don't do, though. Yeah. And some people definitely are just generally anxious about that kind of thing. But I guess because I know that I'm an awful texter and I just forget. Like the, the the main time that I get anxious when someone doesn't text me, mostly mostly Lauren. But like it's like when or like anybody actually anybody in general when they don't text me and I'm like if we're like hanging out or like I know that they're going home or something and I'm like okay like cool just like let me know when you get back so I know you're safe or something like that and then I don't get a text I'm like oh they obviously just got in a car wreck Here. and they're all dead like <laughs> oh, that happened all the time last year because. When Audrey and I started to be good friends, she like and I would we would go out like we could go to trivia together or something, or we would hang out uh, at her apartment. I would she would text me when I leave, or she'd say text me when you get back, and it would just slip my mind, and I wouldn't text her until the next morning. I'm like, oh okay, (laughs) I guess we're all we're all gone. Audrey's a mom, yeah, yeah, she is a mom. One thing I have seen, uh, and I I think I know how. Most of us stand on is where someone doesn't text back, yet you see th- it doesn't matter what side it is, but you see them active on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you tweet watching <laughs> again? Yeah, guilty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm guilty of doing that, and then Very I'm guilty, guilty of I'm also guilty sometimes when someone texts me and I'm like, I just need to take a minute and gather my breath before I text them back. I make sure that I don't go on any other social media. Because I know I'll forget that I'm intentionally taking a minute to not text them. I'm the worst. Because I need to gather my thoughts. I'm the worst. Because and if I go on social media, then I'll tweet and they'll be like, oh, why aren't you texting me back? I'm the worst because I always am like, all right, going to bed. Good night. And I'll tell people that. And then I'm still on Twitter. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm like mentally in the process of going to bed. And I'm shutting down slowly. <laughs> there, <laughs> like, there have been times like in high school where I tell somebody most of the time someone I was interested in that I was going to bed when I really wasn't. I just was like, I like reach a point where I was like, okay, I'm done talking to people for the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, oh, but now I can't tweet anything. Yep. So I think think it's just that as people were uncomfortable with saying like, I just don't want to talk to you right now. I used to do that. I used to be, I used to just not tweet or like not be on social media. But at this point it's like, I stopped caring. So now I'll tell people that I'm I'm gone or don't answer and I'll still be on Twitter or Facebook or something. Yeah. Or watching a YouTube video or something because I don't know what else to do with my life. I feel like in college you just generally just like don't care <laughs> as much. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, dude or dudette. Stop being a... a Live your life. Learn to spell and then... Get Grammarly or yeah. something. <laughs> Get grammar. <laughs> uh, uh, next question from. I don't know why I said from. They're all anonymous. Like there are no usernames attached to any of these. Any, well, just pronounce anonymous incorrectly. And I did mean that. Anonymous. Talking to self on a topic for one hour or so. Okay, so here's the thing. I like to walk alone, but put earphones in my ears. Listen to a song on a peaceful road. And then I keep walking for like eight to ten kilometers without reason for like two hours talking to myself. And I don't know why, but I love doing it. My friend said it's weird. 
<laughs> is it some disorder <laughs> talking to yourself? Um, is it some disorder or talking to yourself for this long? Okay, I think they forgot a word to resolve your conflicting opinion. Is that okay? Well, okay. I'm not I brought this up because I talk to myself a weird amount. In like what context? Because I know there's plenty of times where like I, I'm thinking about like, like like playing stuff out in my head how things go like different situations and things like that. Sometimes it's entire conversations where like I'll take one side and then I'm like, well, then on the other hand, and I'm just and then after a while I realize I'm saying all these things like out loud and not just in my head. I talk to myself a lot, like a lot. Hey, listen, sometimes you just need to vocalize things, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was, I'm giving this a real casual feel. You're you you looking like, chill over there. You got yeah, man. I picked up the mic. I'm chilling. I'm laid back. I got my, key, my feet kicked out, you know? This is real casual. I'm just giving some advice, you know? I'd like to quote my dad. He's like, it's never, it's, it's okay if you talk to yourself. It's only a problem if you start answering yourself. I do start <laughs> answering myself. I very much do. Sometimes you got to work some things out. If it's easier to vocalize things, to work things out, then I don't see why there's an issue. Especially when you're just like on a walk by yourself. Like, I don't think there's an issue in doing that. I don't really talk to myself much unless like I'm playing a video game and I need to vocalize a process that I'm doing so I don't forget it. See, I need to write things down. I'm more of a like, I need to write this all out kind of person. I can't type it. I need to write it like yeah. with a pencil or a pen. I think this person found the ultimate life hack. Like, if you want to talk to yourself, just put earphones in, because now everyone just thinks you're on the phone. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think of, I didn't even see that as the reason. I just was assuming that they just... No, I just, I think they were just, like, actually, they, like, listening act- to stuff. But then, oh, okay. if I see someone, like, walking down the street, and they have, ear, like, earbuds or whatever in, and they're talking, I just assume they're on the phone with somebody. That's what you would think, but earlier this week, I, when all the snow came down, I was walking home from somewhere I don't remember where I think maybe dinner and I called my mom to tell her about the weather and I was talking with her on the phone and I walked by a group of people and they tried to start a conversation with me while I was very clearly talking to somebody when there those are what you call rude people <laughs> <laughs> those are rude boys <laughs> yeah no you're fine I probably talk to myself more than you do Live your best life. I saw on Reddit earlier this week something that I actually want to start doing. Some people make Twitch accounts and stream just so that they can like talk to themselves and talk through what they're doing when they're playing video games and not get judged for it. Someone who does. I think that would be fun. Like Stone Mountain 64, he does a lot of streams, and I've been watching him as he plays PUBG uh, Battleground. I mean, especially in his solos. Like he does have a chat board that he talks to people through chat boards and stuff, but he does a lot of commentary like where he's basically like talking through what he's going through so that people understand his strategy and what he's going to do, but also talking to himself at the same time. Touchdown Eagles. Mm. Probably going 38-7. Um, I actually... So, Carla likes watching like story-driven video games. So over the summer while she was like somewhere else and I was here... I would stream um, Kingdom Hearts so that she could Bleh. watch me play and like hear my thought process while I played. Dude, so. you should. Have you ever played The Wolf Among Us? I have not. That's a real story, dude. You need to really? play that. She would love that because it's what you know. Like, oh, uh, you know, did you ever see the Walking Dead, like the Telltale Walking Dead game? Yes, it's the same. It's Telltale, 
but it's the premise of uh like all the story time like the fables from like your story like Cinderella and like Snow White and like the big bad wolf and Red Riding Hood like all now live in a a borough of New York and it's really it's really interesting and they have to like hide in plain sight pretty much it's very interesting you play as basically the big bad wolf you uh, it's a big b wolf and you're a detective you're basically the sheriff of the town and uh you're trying to solve a uh, murders so um, i so for those of you listening at home i have the eagles vikings game on one side of my screen and like the podcast stuff on the other side the eagles just kicked the extra point and there was like a f- little scuffle after the extra point and then all of a sudden you see like the vikings or the Eagles cheerleaders run onto the field in the middle of the fight and start doing their dance routine <laughs> in the middle of all of them and they're scuffling. That, if that's not the most Philly football thing I've ever seen, it's cheerleaders The band is out on the field. In the middle of this thing. Good reference. All right. Thank you. All right. What's our third question? Did I ruin my French trip? I just want to, I just want to say, like, while you, I was reading this question while you were talking... And, like, my eyes started twitching because, like, I was, like, having, like, flashbacks to, like, really insignificant problems that people would have in high school that would talk. They would t- like this, this one I'm about to read? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, this person. I went to a trivia tournament with some not very close upper classmen friends. Um, I'm a new girlfriend. I could relate to that. Except I became friends with, up. close friends with them. <laughs> And everything was okay, but I felt really bad because I didn't buzz in with an answer at all. That's fine. It also happens. can relate with that. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, we went out for pizza. It was very awkward. I tried talking about stuff, but they talked about things that made me uncomfortable. For instance, one girl pointed to a short boy and said, could you fight that kid and win? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just confused. And they would start talking about spring fling, which I guess is like a dance. Yeah, we school. had a spring fling in my school, we too. We did not have a spring fling. It was bas- it's basically a dance. I had a spring fling a fling in elementary school is more like a, a field day of sorts. Mm. It's a dance. It's probably a dance. It's a dance. The only dance I went to all of high school was prom. Yeah, I went to prom. Um, and they want to force me to go. They used to not be like this. What happened? Did I do something wrong? I tried to carry on normal conversation, but it just became weird. What should I do? Update. I did not do anything to annoy a fan, hurt them. I don't know them that well. So you don't really know if you did. But it doesn't really sound like this person did anything. I think you have think some weird people like on your hands. They're trying to get closer with them. Yeah. And they it's, just I don't mean, they, they just don't mesh well. If they were okay with going out for pizza and they're inviting him or her to spring fling. I feel they like they want to be your friend. Yeah. They just want But if you're not comfortable with them then don't, don't be don't their, their friend. Don't be their yeah. friend. See how easy that is? <laughs> <laughs> um so y'all said I just I wanted to talk about dances. So y'all went to like school dances and stuff. Mm-hmm. I went no. to, did y'all have a homecoming dance? We didn't have a homecoming. Yeah, dance. we had yeah. homecoming. Especially in middle school, they were walkarounds. People walked around ah. and didn't dance. We, I couldn't go to the homecoming dance because we'd always have to be playing the football game, and it would be going on. I had the dance some time. On, it would be going on during the second half of the football game. Yeah. What? It's crazy. I, would, I could never it's be at my school. The game. Was on Friday and the dance is always on Saturday. I remember specifically because I only went my freshman year because I literally went from band, rushed to the bathroom to go like quickly change. The Eagles were doing the skull chant <laughs> when they scored. Oh my god! Oh lord! Uh, I just never had any interest in dances. I'm not a dancing fan. 
Yeah, my friends pretty much forced me to go to prom, like, both years I went. I went to Goodfellas yesterday and danced a little bit. It was the first time in, like, years that I've actually danced. <laughs> I haven't been to Goodfellas yet. Yeah, I went to prom because, like, I Pickle went with shots. my close friends from home. And, yeah, I mean, that's why I went. Like, if I, if my good friends weren't going, I wouldn't have gone because it would have just been boring and awkward. I, I went to prom twice my junior year and did not go my senior year. Uh, oh, yeah, I went junior, senior year. The first time, first one junior year, I got told I was going to prom by one of my best friends. She had an extra ticket. Uh, and she, so she's like, you're going with me. So you do have game. Well, her now husband was 21 and couldn't <laughs> yeah. go. Have I not told you all this? Both of my yeah. prom dates are married. Or were married a short time after going to prom with them. Nice. So there's that. Yeah, neither of my prom dates are married. Did y'all I can say that for sure. High schools have junior prom? Same. It wasn't like a different thing. Well, it's but I like, mean, like, could you go as a junior? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. not... Yeah. Only juniors and seniors. Juniors and seniors should go. If you were a sophomore, you had, you had to, to get be invited. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. my high school was only seniors could be the like one who asked the person if that like seniors were the ones that were the only ones that could buy the tickets. You could buy a ticket for a couple, and then you would take someone. But you had to be a senior to go. But I think it's also because I went to a big school. My grade had four hundred seventy-five people. So. It's not that big. It's big, but it's not that big. I mean, I feel like that's big enough to necessitate only a senior prom. Fair. Or like a junior prom is out of necessity of having enough people that you don't lose all your money. I mean, our junior and senior class had like 700 total. So hmm. I think prom was like, it was very okay. It was okay. It was, yeah. fun. It was more fun hanging out at like dinner. before and after. And yeah. then yeah. Going I had fun because yeah. I was with... My best friends, not yeah. because it was prom. Throw back to that time that Lauren ditched me at prom. Ooh, yikes! Shots fired. Shots. And and she can't do anything. She can't do any. She can't do anything until she listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> she won't even know. I'm gonna give her a time code. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. So no, you didn't ruin your friendship. I think you're just trying to be friends with you. But if you don't want to, that's okay. If it makes you uncomfortable, don't worry about it. All right. Two quick Twitter questions. Uh, first from Brandon Wheeler at Tar Wheels. If professional teams had bands, I guess professional football teams had bands, where would you want to march? I'm going to put a caveat on this. Not your current favorite team. Hmm. I mean, the Ravens have a legacy of a band. Yeah. So. yeah. That's tough. It's cold. I would say Green Bay. At Lambeau. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. cold. Or if not that, the Cowboys. The Cowboys would be cool. I was thinking the Cowboys as well. Indianapolis? They'd be Indiana. on the same field as DCI? Yeah, that would, that would actually be dope. And as BOA, please, show some respect. <laughs> My school didn't do BOA. Neither did mine. Mine did. But we weren't very good. We were in, we were in like the Super Regional. Y'all were like, the, we're just happy to be here. It's like our first year doing it. All right, give me a break. <laughs> we did not do BOA in either. Um, the only one I can really think of is maybe in L.A. Like, that would be fun. Like yeah. in the Coliseum. Yeah, in the Coliseum. I feel like marching in the Coliseum would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not a permanent solution playing there. So. Yeah. True. But then you get to march in a brand new stadium. You're right. 
That was a quick one. All right, what's the next one? Uh, which NBA players do you want to square up and you want to see square up and punch it out from Brighton at Brighton up fifty? Rashid Wallace and Isaiah Thomas. Which Isaiah? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Isaiah, current Isaiah okay. Thomas. <laughs> Giannis. I just want to see him throw a football, like throw Isaiah Thomas like a football. <laughs> Giannis and KD, just two long boys going. I want to see KD. <laughs> I want to see KD try and fight someone no. and then run away. KD and Joel Embiid. <laughs> Dude, Joel Embiid probably has like at least a hundred pounds on KD. It'd be funny. Or KD and Hassan Whiteside. Just, we just want to see. No, we don't want to see KD Boogie. fight. We want to see KD get beat up. Boogie and Joel Embiid. I, I want to see Zebo fight somebody though. Like I want to see Zebo actually square up with somebody because you know that he's about that life. Like, <laughs> I could do a whole podcast on potential fights. We could make a tournament. I could do. We could do a versus. <laughs> it could be like, all right, in this situation, who would win? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think actually, I think I would, I would love to watch Rasheed Wallace fight literally anybody. I would pay money to actually see that. I just want to see good. him drop kick somebody and say, "Ball don't lie." <laughs> <laughs> Delonte West and LeBron James. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, uh, oh what? Uh, Ron Artest uh, and anybody. Oh, why? Runner testing Jimmy no. from the third row. <laughs> Metal uh, piece. Was it uh, Fisher and Matt Barnes? Ooh. <laughs> Spicy. That one would get ugly real fast, yeah. I feel like. I don't understand how Matt Barnes is so, like, like, I feel like he's not a tough guy, but he's known for, like, getting in fights. Getting in fights. Like, I feel like he's not necessarily a quote unquote tough guy. We need to wrap this up because I'm getting hot on HQ. Alrighty. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, trivia recap. We won. We beat the Trump. We didn't win. We beat. The oh, I was about to say y'all won. <laughs> no, we beat the Trumpets pretty handily. I've started getting good at in six degrees. I can just start screaming out actors and movies where I know one actor and who's in that movie, but I don't know another actor or another movie they've been in. We need to start just looking up Matt Damon movies. In branching from there, because there's for those of you who don't know, you get an extra point for using Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, anything else important happened this week? We didn't have any school <laughs> ever. Yeah, snow apocalypse, snowmageddon. There was no way we were going to class. I got called out at B-dubs on Friday night for being Stugats. <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but. Colby called me out because you just interrupted me. Like I was in a conversation and you just barreled in. Oh wait, it was trivia actually. It was trivia. And also David at the only person at Buffalo Wild Wings who got a burger. It was a, <laughs> a, I don't regret place. that for one second. <laughs> at least I'm not Annabelle getting chicken fingers, like yeah. plain chicken fingers with no sauce. You can get boneless wings with no sauce and you would have gotten the BOGO. Yep. You know how I like my wings. But listen, let me explain this burger, though. Boneless. Stop. Y'all got that boneless burger? <laughs> yeah, I did. What happened was... What ha- happened <laughs> we was... We need to shut this down. What ha- happened was that this, bur- <laughs> but this burger was like... It was a burger with all the works, except I don't get pickles. And it comes with pulled pork on top, like barbecue on the burger. 
and on top of the pork was onion rings and it was like smothered in like honey barbecue and so i was like this is exactly what i needed in my life right now so i got it and i don't regret it for one second it's just the principle of the thing bogo boneless wings anything else going once going twice so if you want to find us you can find us at our website tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity uh, leave us a rating on iTunes anything you like or didn't like be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod if you want to send us an email you can email us at nevermadevarsitypod at gmail.com uh, thank you Jake for the theme music and we'll see you next week um, oh I just lost on HQ oh tragic right as it ended oh.